G'day, g'day, guys. Now, before we dive into today's show, I want to ask you a few quick questions. Are you looking to take your investing career to the next level? Are you wanting an accountability partner who will push you to achieve your goals? Are you needing to surround yourself with successful investors and entrepreneurs in order to up your game and take control of your life? Well, if you've answered yes to any of those questions, I am super pumped and excited to announce that I'm starting the Syndicator Incubator Mastermind Group. This mastermind is a group of highly motivated, abundance-orientated, hand-selected hustlers and entrepreneurs who are ready to take that next step in their investing career. We are now taking applications for the next group of champions. If you're interested to find out more, then email me at info, that's I-N-F-O, at reedgoosens.com and put in the subject line, The Syndicator Incubator. Being a part of this mastermind group, you will have unlimited access to both myself and my business partner, Andrew Campbell, and you will understand how we have been able to build a portfolio of over 1,200 units worth over $120 million in under 24 months, and we've achieved financial freedom in the process. There are once a month mastermind calls with the group and a yearly conference where you will learn from the best in the business. So what are you waiting for? There are only limited spots, so get your application pack by emailing me at info at And remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack. Uh, so over the last 18 months, what we've turned this in from a pretty uh, you know, paper-friendly, uh, a heavy process into, for the investor, five minutes signing up online, personal information, driver's license, credit card, and then for the deal sponsor, folks read like in your shoes, you're just taking a check and you're not going to know or care if it came from, you know, for example, my piggy bank checking account or my retirement. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Reid Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom, massive amounts of cash flow, and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug, but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show.
Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Dan Kryzanowski. Uh, Dan is an active real estate investor, fundraiser, specializing in self-storage investments, multifamily, and hard money residential property loans. Dan has personally raised millions of dollars from family offices and individuals, and he serves as the executive vice president at Rocket Dollar, which is unlocking the $10 trillion pool of untapped retirement assets uh, for real estate investing community. He's also uh, a capital partner at Pinnacle Storage Properties and the pro uh, corporate board president for Hugh O'Brien Youth in Central Texas. Uh, I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show, but enough out of me, let's get him out here. G'day, Dan. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, mate? Hey, everybody. Always a pleasure. Great to have me on today. Mate, thank you so much for dropping in. I know we're having a few technical mm -hmm. difficulties. So for those people who are tuning in and listening, if uh, please bear with us on today's show where we have a little bit of an internet troubles, but we're going to push on regardless. Uh, Dan, before we dive into the nuts and bolts of what you do, can you rewind the clock and tell me how you made your first ever dollar as a kid? <laughs> yeah, so first it was actually uh, through mud water. Uh, it was it was the brand? It was the product. It was everything else. So what it was, uh, I was the younger of my generation of cousins. So my older cousin, who's now a lawyer in Florida, and I, uh, you know, like typical boys playing in the dirt, and we noticed there was cracks, you know, in our neighbors' uh, driveways of all things. So we put some water and went through. And I guess when you're under ten, even if you're not that cute, you're, you know, it's tough to say no to an eight-year-old. So. Went door to door and uh, sold mud water probably for a dollar a piece and probably made $5, which allowed me to buy baseball cards and chewing gum, which was a, you know, a fantastic way to spend a weekend at my grandmother's house. And, and mud water, what, what is that? You just, just mud and water to fill up the cracks? It is, yeah. It's almost, uh, it's as simple as in ridiculous, I think, when like rainwater or NYC tap, I think, was uh, for New York City tap water coming out in like the year 2000 or 07. It's something, as I said, uh, so ridiculous, but hey, it's natural. We should have termed it as organic back in the 80s. We would have been uh, <laughs> well ahead of the curve. But as I said, yeah, we went up and down. And uh, I do think my grandmother, of course, like that generation was a church lady. So I think once or twice we, uh, we did knock on doors saying money for the poor, but we got, we got spanked for that pretty quickly. So I, I, uh, I don't want to say that's how I made my first dollar. We'll just go with mud water on that. <laughs> Got it, got it, mate. Well, look, to walk us through your journey uh, into what you do today, your background, and, and what, what did you go to school for, and how did you end up being an entrepreneur uh, at Rocket Dollar, and, and all that incredible introduction of your experience with raising capital in the real estate investment world? Yeah, and you know, I, I feel very fortunate and blessed for the life that I had, and uh, I think for a lot of the listeners, too, the math is, you know, hopefully easy from a generational standpoint. I mean, I was born in 78, finished college in the year 2000, uh, right at the end of that uh, kind of Gen X sort of uh, curve here. Uh, but I grew up in Scranton, PA, uh, Northeast Pennsylvania. My Half my family was in education, the other half was in healthcare. And with that, I, you know, just a very... Uh, call it an Ozzy and Harriet sort of life growing up in the 80s and 90s in the United States. You know, I half joke, I was the one Polak in the Irish part of an Italian town. So uh, I consider myself, you know, half Irish, half Italian, and then probably later in life, you know, half Jewish and half everything else, even half Mexican now as my life went on. Uh, and I'll fill in those blanks in a moment. But yeah, growing up, uh, I think it's just right place, right time. I mean, uh, as I said, everything was stable. We were one of these great communities where you can walk to school, keep the door open. Uh, 
you know, I was six foot when I was in eighth grade. I haven't grown since maybe a little outward at the belly, but, uh, you know, played hoops growing up, uh, college football in a fantastic, not college, high school football in a great area that the whole town would come out every night and uh, just very, very supportive of community. So, you know, with that, uh, outside of all the, you know, hometown, the little shenanigans you get in as a teenager, I was able to kind of stand up a, a nonprofit, uh, an extension of Hugh O'Brien Youth. Uh, locally where we did some local service projects and you know at the same time much like some of my mud water a few different endeavors on the side uh, you know whether it's car washes a kind of a one of these no water wash products you name it I was involved in uh, growing up and I think this really correlated not with my parents generation uh, but with my grandparents generation and they were all the first generation folks that you know back in the depression uh, for example, my grandfather, he traded, he was a butcher, so he traded meat for textiles and, and goods. Uh, my grandfather on my dad's side, uh, you know, was in the coal mines, and my grandmother said, you're not doing that the rest of your life. He got a degree, probably on a sixth grade education, and became, did some entrepreneurial, one was which owning uh, one of these coal mines, uh, long and short. There was a big flood. My family lost everything in the 50s. It wasn't insured. So, you know, my dad applied to school. It was what's your family income? And, uh, you know, it was a big hot zero at the time. So, you know, I share that with you that, uh, yes, and my parents really played, and as many of the boomers in the generation with the pension mindset, uh, things worked out really well. Uh, but I think I had some of those seeds planted in me, uh, you know, from an early age, which, you know, probably fast forward a decade or two, it took to come to fruition. Uh, but that's how the first half of my life played out, as I said, just right place, right time, uh, in the right place in America. Awesome. And so how did you get involved in the real estate space, uh, raising a bunch of capital that you're now involved in self-storage, multifamily, uh, and obviously now you work with Rocket Doll, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, but what, what was the, 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 the spark within you to try and get involved in the real estate investment space? Yeah, I think what it was, I mean, you know, politics way aside, but you can joke that, uh, you know, from being in a, a real estate class I wore with Trump's son, that was the, uh, you know, the kickoff story uh, for the folks on the other side of the aisle. I will say I played Little League on Joe Biden's field. So hopefully we're in the clear and uh, no more politic talk. But uh, yeah, I mean, I had the benefit, uh, the early part of my career, which included stints at Merrill Lynch and GE doing, of all things, airport real estate and not just airport, but air cargo code. So picture where uh, FedEx or UPS flies into and drives out of, that was our real estate play. So Post MBA, uh, where I finished up at Thunderbird, I was had the benefit uh, to basically spin the globe around and say, "Hey, where are we looking at stuff?" Uh, you know, reached out to everywhere from Domodovo and Russia, Singapore, a lot of Latin America for different, as they call them, cargo port facilities. So this was still, I'd say, a bit more on the institutional side, but it got my juices flowing. Uh, and then fast forward to the earlier part of this decade. So for the past decade, my wife and I made a conscious decision to uh, be in Austin, Texas, uh, kind of before the whole boom that we're seeing here. And, you know, lo and behold, I was best men in a, a real good friend's wedding and, you know, kind of just chatting with the other gentleman. And I said, hey, what do you do? He's like, I flip houses. And I said, well, what's that? And he said, well, you can get 15%. I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> That's all I had to hear at the time. But then the big magic light bulb, he said, is that, did you know you can use your retirement dollars? And for me, this is, uh, you know, for all my other left brain nerd friends out there listening, this was just, this was heaven here in this. So, you know, in, in short, in my mind, this, this planted the huge seed, uh, not only for my personal investments, but down the road as I'm talking to folks or, 
you know, on a personal standpoint saying, wow, there's just, there's this huge, you know, number and it's relatively easy to do uh, to really take advantage of your, you know, your dollars as opposed to sitting in some nameless mutual fund. So, you know, as I said, I'm just small town America where, you know, we really want to empower folks through education to make decisions. And this is a, you know, as I say, a multi-trillion dollar opportunity now to play in with that mission. Awesome. And, and the whole story, I know we spoke a little bit offline in mm-hmm. the green room about your work in Central and South America with investing. Is that Was that in and around the, um, the, the, the real estate, um, you know, cargo play, so to speak, when you're working mm-hmm. with um, Merrill Lynch and GE? Yeah, that's correct. So with uh, GE Capital and for folks, I'm sure there's a few GE alumni out there. Uh, you know, it's almost like if the aviation and real estate departments had a baby is the best way I can put it. And so we had the benefit to, uh, you know, just a few examples. I'll give you three fun ones. I mean, in Colombia, where we knew there was some nepotism, and you know, of course, uh, you know, down the road, it was that the uh, the appropriate family member could not uh, actually operate on the business. So eventually we won that deal. We knew that uh, in Quito, Ecuador, which is a, just a really dynamic place. Uh, we were the top bidder on all those. Of course, the financial crisis took the fun all away of, um, you know, actually following through on that. And then a final point, just a fun fact. I remember uh, in Easter Sunday in 2008, flying down to Sao Paulo uh, and landing. And it wasn't the amazement of the fact that there was no traffic, like literally none on, on Easter Sunday, but uh, finding pizza on a late Sunday night on a holiday with the folks uh, from JetBlue that were starting up a new airline. And what was amazing, we're going around the table guessing what the name of the airline would be. Uh, and Marcus Balmforth, a good friend of mine in London, he said, you know, what's kind of the most popular bird? Uh, and, you know, the toucan came up and he said, Air Tucano. And I'm like, that would be amazing. And of course, they picked Azul, which means blue, by former JetBlue people. So hardly original, uh, I would say, but that's the, uh, you know, that's my little claim to fame. So I, I joke around whenever I see these guys post things online with, uh, you know, my handful of uh, Portuguese that I know. But yeah, I mean, from here, it was really to, I said the cargo port was a sweet spot down here. And then on a personal basis, uh, you know, my wife, of course, has real estate in Mexico and other extensions of the family have found it you know, pretty fair play, more from the smaller residential. And, you know, I, I probably stay more at an arm's length in terms of more of the, I wouldn't say call it the big sexy high rises going up, but more of the industrial things. For example, in Guadalajara, there's a huge uh, industrial logistics zone uh, right by the airport. So, you know, that's something over time I might uh, look into a little more seriously. Awesome. Awesome. And so talk to me a little bit about your journey with Rocket Dollar and how that mm-hmm. came about, because that's such a transition from going from high-flying international cargo ports, real estate <laughs> deals yeah. to Rocket Dollar self-directed IRA. Yeah, it is. And, you know, as I said, at the end of the day, I'm just a you know, small tomboy from Scranton, PA, but that really values education to get us all on level footing. Um, no matter where you came from, what your assets, kind of, you know, quote unquote, who your family is. Uh, and also for opportunities. I mean, if you know of a good opportunity, I think it should be shared. So, you know, in short, two years ago, myself and Henry Yoshida, and for background, Henry's last company, Goldman Sachs, bought 18 months in, we were on the plane uh, to Money 2020, completely random, just going from Austin to Vegas. And I said, hey, Henry, you ever check out self-storage? You might want to invest in some of these deals. And then I said, hey, by the way, you know, you can use your retirement if you read this 20-page doc and then fill it out and then find a scanner and find a fax machine. And I think in Henry's mind, he's thinking like, imagine if I can just click one button. 
So I, I think this was part of the advent. Obviously, Henry, uh, you, you know, has a hundred times more expertise across the board than me. And that was, you know, and there's a few other folks. I'd say there's a starting five, kind of five of us that have been around since since day one. Uh, that said, you know, how could we make this really easy for the average American, uh, or you know, the 99% plus of we can even say folks making six figures that are completely unaware that this world exists. So when they're introduced with it, you know, it, it becomes country club cool, or you know, you get the, the millennial thumbs up that people can move forward with one of these accounts and invest just like they would with their piggy bank checking account. And, you know, to be honest with you, I feel over the last, uh, you know, 18 months to two years, we've, we've accomplished that at Rocket Dollar. That's awesome. And so tell me a little bit about that streamline effect, because maybe we have to rewind and go into history to, to understand for those people who don't, who don't know about self-directed IRA investing, just how painful some of it can be. Because I know as an operator, me taking on today <laughs> yeah. some self-directed IRA funds, it's a real pain in my ass as well. We <laughs> just all the, the hoops yeah. that we jump through in the paperwork. It's not as seamless as one would hope. You know, it really isn't. And, um, you know, and you bring it out, especially on the other side, you know, I view it as a triangle. There's the investor, the deal sponsor, such as your shoes, uh, and then more just the, the organizations out there. Uh, so basically, I mean, just taking a little rewind for folks. I mean, first of all, these, these have been around for a while, since 1974, self-directed IRAs and then solo 401k. So for folks on the call with any self-employed income, uh, my little public service announcement of the day is if you're going to open a solo 401k because you want to benefit, aka lower your 2019 tax basis, it has to be opened by December 31st. So just an FYI on that. But yeah, I mean, these have been around and who's used them? It's been a few Joe Jane Americas in real estate, uh, the PayPal mafia, you know, Peter, because they took advantage. And then I think the most common story is uh, Mitt Romney. You know, Mitt was on the stump in 2012 running for president and uh, somebody in the crowd in the heartland says, hey, Mitt, you know, I thought you can only put three or four grand in your Roth. I heard you had a million. So Mitt, you know, kind of laughs it off. And the journal is like, well, I got to, you know, I got to look into this. And it wasn't just one million. It was actually one hundred and two million you know, that Mitt will never pay taxes on. So the whole seed versus tree analogy, he basically, you know, moved money into a self-directed Roth type of account on day one. Uh, and then it came out six, actually not six, nine figures at the end. So, you know, with that as, as a background though, there was still heavy paperwork. So what you, we've had is a lot of regional players, uh, you know, from my tech friends out there think of it as like the blue screen environment. There really hasn't been much of an upgrade or some lawyers, accountants that get this, that charge, you know, well in the thousands, just to even open the account. And, you know, it took us a little while to really, you know, I'd say super, super learn the most optimized process, but we did. Uh, so over the last 18 months, what we've turned this in from a pretty, uh, you know, paper friendly, uh, a heavy process into for the investor, five minutes signing up online, personal information, driver's license, credit card, and then for the deal sponsor, folks read like in your shoes, you're just taking a check and you're not going to know or care if it came from, you know, for example, my piggy bank checking account or my retirement. So I think the revolutionary term, say if you and I are talking again in five years or 10 years, uh, you know, we have wild aspirations to be known as the Charles Schwab of the 2020s, which is not actually that hard of a stretch, I think, if the world moves in a certain way. Uh, but what we're seeing here is that the big term, it's not going to be self-directed that people know it's going to be checkbook control, uh, you know, because checkbook in a fun way for half of the folks on the call, the millennials here, they're like, well, what's a checkbook? But then it's going to be a throwback where you have full access to your money at all times versus, 
you know, asking what's a scanner or what's a fax machine where the rest of the world plays. Right. And the the whole self-directed IRA space is very heavily regulated. Um, mm-hmm. Access to and from your money, you know, that's how, you know, self-directed companies make money is through fees, you know, cutting a check, you know, yeah. wiring up some money. So how does Rocket Dollar do away with all of that and make it more streamlined? Because um, yeah, a lot of people can get, can, get, can get bogged down with the fees. Yeah, and you brought up a good point because it does feel like regulation when you say it's regulated and it does feel kind of like you're going to the DMV every day. But in reality, it's actually very simple rules. It's simple to the point uh, where the IRS tells you what you cannot do. So, for example, for folks familiar with the health savings account, you need surgery. You're going to have some checkbook backed by some credit union somewhere. You're going to swipe the card. You get your surgery. Great. You want to go for manicure, pedicures, you know, sorry, below board. In a very similar avenue here with your retirement dollars in a self-directed account. So as long as you do not do life insurance collectibles, say like Air Jordan's collectible cars, or the big thing yourself or your linear family. So meaning you cannot invest in your, say, uh, child's startup, or you cannot buy a flat uh, at the beach, but then stay there on the weekends. Everything else is in play. So what we're doing, uh, you know, basically is to say, just like with your piggy bank checking account, I can turn around, you know, and I can invest in Wildhorn. Uh, I could give a peer-to-peer loan. I could, uh, you know, invest in a female entrepreneur, a crypto fund. Basically, anything that I would do with, as I call it, my piggy bank checking account money I can now do with a checkbook controlled self-directed IRA or a checkbook controlled solo 401k. And you know why I keep on bringing up checkbook control because this is what really you know changes from the feeling of being hyper-regulated. Like for example, with some of the legacy players, the custodial IRAs in this space, uh, it's like checking in with mom and dad for your money. And it's kind of ridiculous uh, because the rules, and I'll put it this way, you know, almost two years at Rocket Dollar, there hasn't even been one you know, sniff test where somebody crossed the line. Uh, we provide great guidance and conservative answers on the sales and support side if somebody does ask us, although we're not, of course, tax attorneys. Uh, but it's really not hard. It's not hard at all to follow the rules. And, uh, you know, the perception has been let people as individuals regulate. And then for you and other deal sponsors that know this space, as I said, it's like being waiting in the parking lot for somebody to come out of the DMV every day. So what we've done at Rocket Dollar is we've pulled curtain on the Wizard of Oz completely say, hey folks, it's actually pretty easy to have one of these accounts. It's actually pretty easy, extremely easy to maintain. And you know, there's probably relationships, especially in real estate, where you have a friend that every you know three months might write you a check for say 25k or 10k. It's completely absurd that both you and your best friend would have to be on the phone with some random third party talking about their paperwork for an hour versus just getting the check. So that um, you know, is what we feel is a differentiator. And then a final point on that, you know, I'll call that the analog version. Uh, The tech version is we have an API that is now uh, going into different crowdfunding and other real estate platforms. So much like you as an individual, say a a retail transaction, and they ask, do you want to pay cash, credit card, or PayPal? Uh, Picture going into, you know, let's just say if, you know, down the road on Wildhorn site, I want to invest. 
uh, how do you want to fund from your checking account or rocket dollars? So, you know, a la Field of Dreams, we built it. We're seeing people come and we feel uh, pretty good about that. I'm interrupting this episode to remind you guys about the Syndicator Incubator Mastermind Group. If you want to take your investing career to the next level and surround yourself with the best in the business, then apply today. Spots are filling up fast. I'm only taking a handful of people for the next round. So get your application by emailing me at info info at reedgoosens.com. Remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack. Now, back into the show. That's, that's awesome. I think the, the, um, the tech side of investing needs to come to a self-directed IRA because I know as an operator myself, a lot of people who bring, you know, we can only have I think, up to 25% mm-hmm. uh, of our investment come from self-directed, so we have a few folks that come through. But what we find is that from, from different self-directed IRA company or custodian to custodian, there's a lack of information of how people sign up and, and a lot of people get confused and it comes mm-hmm. down to the operator to try and figure it out where really the owner should be on the, the custodian to say, hey, this is how you fill out your forms. This is how you're going to invest. This is the mailing address, blah, 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 blah. This is all the information. And we see such um, you know, differences from, from, yeah. from, you know, from office to office that people get very frustrated and we as operators get frustrated as well because there's no one clear communication and, and the biggest thing that people like then, particularly investors is is, is communication and, and if you don't have it how mm-hmm. do you how do you expect to be successful so yeah yeah and my thought on that i mean you're right the more people that you have in line you know a la the telephone game the more things that are going to be lost in translation so as I said, we, we've empowered folks to make a very simple transaction. And, you know, the two most valuable assets in life are time and money, uh, that order. And at least on, you know, we're going to save folks time. And then on the money are called the administrative side. Uh, as I said, they're going to just fill out the same paperwork as if they were coming in with their piggy bank checking account. Just that check's going to be backed by one of their retirement accounts. That's it. Game, set, match. Got it. Got it. And then when, when people are sending money back, is it, you know, I know that the industry has historically been they can only receive check is that is that moved on from there and they can now receive ACH and all that sort of stuff yeah it, it has so you know check ACH wire we have a great partner bank Solera Bank they're FDIC insured out of Colorado they specialize in this niche uh, on the on the banking side and yeah I mean you know anybody that's ever set up an ACH uh, before you know probably even online payment for your electric bill pretty much the same way uh, your money's going out it's going to come back in, make sure it stays in that account, uh, you know, be cautious on certain transactions, not to mix your, your personal account with your retirement dollars. Uh, but on most passive, you know, investments, it, it's really not going to matter. Just, it, you know, I said, it's for me, I haven't even given it a second thought because on day one, I send in my check or wire and I say, bring it back to this account. And, uh, you know, the dividends come through, the principal goes through and uh, we move on. Got it. Well, walk me through some of the the fees associated with Rocket Dollar and and having an account set up there versus your your competitors. Yeah. So uh, you know, if we were if we were on the screen, I can probably fill up you know the whole room of my green screen here with what a competitor looks like. And I'm not some you know horrible intern project or I feel like we're in the shining or some uh, you know horrible. <laughs> Uh, so with that, you know, I, 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 I make it almost akin to Netflix. Uh, we're a flat price model. So one time upfront, $15 a month. And that's regardless of asset size, number of transactions, or the value of your investment. 
um, you know, because God forbid you actually want a diversified portfolio or should happen to make a good investment and the value doubles, you know, we've rocket dollar, you know, to make your asset value double. So why should we be charging you? So it's the flat 15. Uh, and then the one there is, there's real cost, of course, that come up front and we do like Tito ramen noodles. So the 360. And then that said, well, from feedback, I'd say from the first 18 months of talking to, I think we totaled like over 30,000 calls. Uh, basically folks said, you know, sometimes I'm under the gun from a timing perspective. Can I have an expedited, uh, folks that say buy houses, uh, you know, and are more involved that want that dedicated, uh, you know, and say even customized sort of LLC name or checkbook, uh, you know, we have that as part of the offering, uh, for folks with the high balance over 250 K there's a certain form that has to be filled out. We assist with that. With the solo 401k folks uh, that might want to do a Roth conversion. So, like, hey, I have a good feeling about the startup. Let me pay on the seed, not the tree down the road. Uh, we can do all that. So, that's all within our gold offering. And our gold is at 600 and then 30 a month. So, either way, when you stack it side by side, we've been told, you know, we're probably about a half to a third of the price out there of the industry. And, you know, our main reason is for that is that whatever life stage somebody may be at, uh, we want it. We never want the our price to be the reason why somebody doesn't sign up for the account. And to be honest with you, you know, I've had a, you know, a, a 19 year old, a 26 year old blue collar person working hourly in Houston that just sees the value because he has 10,000 together in a Roth. How this is going to play out over to a I think a 92 year old gentleman. Uh, you know, of course, I'd say more typical is somebody mid career. Uh, middle age coming through, moving over on day one, a hundred thousand. But then, you know, after that first transaction or seeing how smooth it is having, you know, X hundreds of thousands in the background, a common conversation I've been hearing recently is like, okay, I have half a million. I'm going to put a hundred in this real estate deal. I also have 400,000, you know, can I keep that with rocket dollar and then invest in, you know, I just want some equity exposure till I find my next deal. And, you know, we do have arrangements in the background also that you don't have to be say with two providers. So that's where we think things are going. And, uh, you know, finally we have other patent pending technology in the background to even make transfers quicker. Uh, we have an investment tracker that shows where everything is at. So it's pretty slick where, you know, where, as I said, our, our big mission here is to eliminate the paperwork completely. I think we've done that to have a single source to identify the tracking of your investments. I think we have that. Uh, and then we've built other things that of course, like any tech company, you know, we're just going to keep on improving over you know, week upon week. That's interesting that you have able to combine the the facilitation of self-directed IRAs in a seamless way, but also offering other cool products like you know people want to place money somewhere else. Um, are you? I thought uh, self-directed IRAs couldn't advise where to place money. Is that when you when you mentioned that was that more to do with? Um, you know, high yielding bonds or something like that? Yeah, so you're right. So we're never, just to be crystal clear, I mean, uh, where we differ, I'd say from other custodial providers, one is we never touch your money. So you as an individual, that, that's, I said, you know, the huge difference kind of asking mom and dad for allowance uh, when you're, you know, <laughs> 40 years old, that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, and yeah, we never got, we never say you have to invest in this. We never touch any of that said, though, as I said, from feedback from folks, uh, you know, we would, I said, there's different partnerships and stuff that we have. So, you know, we view, for example, um, you know, let's just say you want S&P exposure. I mean, to be honest, there's probably not much difference between a Vanguard and, 
you know, somebody else a pro funds and then somebody else. So, you know, with that, uh, for the customers that say, Hey, you know, I used to be with Vanguard. I want to do this private deal. I don't really want to stay with another mega player. Uh, as I said, we, we have different partnership arrangements to provide a similar arrangement and, but you know, no, we're not directly touching or recommending. Uh, this is just, uh, you know, I'd say making it a little bit easier. Folks still want to touch more of those called quote unquote public offerings versus the private side. But just to make it crystal clear on the private side, we're, we're never directly uh, recommending or angling that somebody move one way or particularly with one, uh, you know, entity or another. That's no, I mean, I appreciate you um, making that clarity. And it's, it's very important that, that folks know that, that mm-hmm. custodians and self-directed IRAs are not allowed to um, Absolutely. push private, private investments. But it's cool that you have the option to do the public side of it and um, give your, you know, quote unquote, clients the options to invest in some, some publicly traded Vanguard esque type of uh, insurance policies and all that sort of stuff to, to keep their money working for them whilst they may not have an investment to go right into you know, straight away. So I think that's, uh, that's it's super, super helpful. Um, what's, what's the future hold for, for Rocket Dollar? You know, what, where, where are you guys going? Where do you see the industry going over the next 10 to 15, 20 years? Yeah, so let me answer the second question first. As I shared before, I mean, our, I think, mission is, you know, broadly that, uh, you know, we, of course, would love to see Rocket Dollar become the Charles Schwab of the 21st century, which, you know, in many ways it could. But, you know, let's just call it the millennial mindset. And I've heard this from many, and this could be millennial slash Gen Z. I'll just, you know, I'll broadly say anybody under 40, they're not blindly putting all their money in the stock market and then waiting on a pension. It's almost more the latter that they're going to open a better minute. Uh, one of our crowd, one of the various uh, acre trader, you want to buy a piece of land. I mean, you name it. Uh, that's where their money is naturally going. So as I said, I'll just uh, do a broad, you know, demographic split. Let's say folks under 40 um, do have this 21st century diversified portfolio naturally. So as they come across retirement money, because they still happen to have a 401k at their company, or they get a little more versed and, um, you know, the muscle of even if it's the 6,000 for the Roth, uh, you know, they, they are putting money away or you have your rock star, you're being self-employed and you can put away 56,000. So I think with that, the main point is the behavior has been there. Uh, so just to say, Hey, this is just a different pool of money. It's like, oh, okay. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if, uh, if you go abroad, like here, if you're going to go skydiving in the States and then you have the chance to do it in, you know, Switzerland or Mexico, you're probably going to do it. You'll just pay in, you know, pesos or euros, you know, or CH. Uh, flip side, we'll pick on us old guys here over gals over 40. Uh, I, I think here, the best thing I heard, and this was on day one of Rocket Dollar, we talked to a pilot and he said, you know, myself and my colleagues, there is no way we're staying in the stock market. For the next 30 years absolutely not they said you know what i bought a place in the caymans and you know i want to buy five more and i want to be able to walk down and look at my properties every day and i can have people manage it and that's where i want to put my million dollars so i i think from that you know the big question is are going folks say am i comfortable blindly in the stock market for the next 30 years or and the answer i think you know is probably going to be no at least for you know some sort of split of diversification. So I think we're seeing a lot of folks, and trust me, I'm getting this from pilots in the air, in the heartland, on the coast, where folks are buying that second or third property uh, strictly for rental to pull in income and then maybe doing some fun stuff back to their passion. Uh, you know, it's, some, it's called some of the dividend checks or smaller numbers that are coming in. So we feel 
listen, I get it. I grew up in the Northeast. It's a pretty heavy top-down culture, uh, you know, from just generational to religion to everything else. I, I think you're starting to see, you know, as I call it, the Wizard of Oz, the curtains being pulled back, but then also people are either over overcoming their fears or, you know, finally looking at the numbers with clarity to say, you know, if I stay, you know, in 60% cash for this bond fund and I'm 60 years old, I'm going to run out of money. <laughs> you know, there's just, there's no way around it. So, uh, that's kind of where uh, either just a natural behavior or forced behavior. It would not surprise me if, um, you know, as I said, you and I are talking in five years and every, you know, American basically is at least aware of these accounts. Yeah. So, so the future of, you know, next 10, 20, 30 years, I think I completely agree with you with what you're saying mm -hmm. that people are sick and tired of, just blindly investing their money into the stock market and they want more control when I see it, touch it, feel it because of what has happened in the last call it 10 to 15, 20 mm -hmm. years where they've seen their retirement funds and pension funds halve overnight with the, you know, with this recession in 2008. So uh, I think there's been a complete shift in the way mindsets uh, are in and around investing and what, you know, you're talking about your grandma's generation, mm -hmm. you know, typically parked money and set it and forget it. And, and I think that is, with the unfortunate financial crisis that we've had, it's forced everyone to sit up and pay more attention. Where is my money going? How's it going? What's it being feed out? How do I protect my downside? And not just blindly handing money over to a stock market or a broker uh, to invest it for them. So I, I completely agree with you. And then having tools like Rocket Dollar, mm -hmm. um, it's really important to, you know, so people can go out and, and make those educated decisions so they are aware of what they, where their money is going and they're in control, not someone else. And I think that's uh, it's pretty awesome to see companies like Rocket Dollar, yourself, and, and other companies that are sprouting up all over. And I think there's going to be more of them, right? And less like regulation as, as time moves on, as people you know, I say, oh, I'm sick of doing the paperwork. I need it to be more fluid from uh, point A to point B. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's a really exciting time for, for, for this space and, and people should be aware of, of, of what, what's going on. So, so yeah. Yeah, I think your comments, and it's funny, it's just a, you know, an email came through before our call and I, you know, I read that on the 401k side, so for once again, for all of our self-employed folks out there, it's going to be an extra $500. So not just the 19000 but your first 19500 And this is if you are, you know, your full-time consultant, you have a mom and pop flower shop, you tend to Uber drive. Uh, on the side, you know, right, especially considering a lot of folks in their nine to five not offer a 401k, uh, you know, or folks are naturally dualpreneurs, say whether you live in the Bay Area and you need that second job just to get by. Uh, the solo 401k is tremendously powerful. And I think you're going to see a lot of folks get in the, the action of, you know, putting away that five, 10, or, you know, it's probably by next year going to be up to 20,000 just right off the bat. You can defer taxes going into a checkbook controlled self-directed account. So I think, you know, the big wave is actually going to come from the self-directed, uh, the solo 401k for the individuals, the self-employed folks is where you're really going to see headlines over the next few years. I completely agree because everyone is becoming, uh, going from those W2 jobs into saying, screw mm -hmm. it, I want to be my, I want to take control yeah. of the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, look, I really appreciate you jumping on the show today. I know at the end of every show, we like to get you to give us your top five investing tips. You ready to dive into it? Let's do it. Mate, what is the daily habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals? Uh, it's it's meditation, being grateful, and I, I literally put my feet up the wall for at least 30 seconds or until my three-year-old jumps on me. 
<laughs> Let the blood rush down, right? It's back oh, yeah. to the heart, back to the head. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, do, you, do you do practice? Have you been practicing meditation for long? I, uh, you know, long's a relative term, but I'd say one way or another. And uh, my wife, she is the, uh, she, she's just amazing in all walks of life. But she was the lead. And plus, when you're here in Austin, Texas, so you, you will be, uh, you'll be guided. I'll just put it that way. So I'd say a better <laughs> part of the last. Uh, Let's call it, we'll go with 2012, we'll say. We'll say about the last seven Good. years. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Mate, who is the most influential person in your career to date? Oof. Uh, let's keep the pause. Don't edit out my pause because it's, uh, you know, thank you for letting me think back on this. You know, many aspects I can say my, I'd say both sets of my grandparents. Uh, and, and I just say, as I said, this is the generation where you had to be an entrepreneur to survive. And frankly, I think that reflected how the world basically worked up until say, you know, post-World War II when we became systemized. So, you know, with that, I still think obviously they've, they've passed. Uh, I think reflecting now on kind of what they did and how they did it and of course being genetically wired, uh, I'm gaining a lot more from that. Uh, you know, of course, I, I feel that I have dozens of mentors and mentee relationships also, but yeah, I'm going to go with the, you know, the folks above. That's a, it's an interesting point you make about the pre and post World War II scenario and mm-hmm. how society was. And you're, you're correct, a lot of people were, um, had their own entrepreneurial businesses because there wasn't that systemized do the job, you know, do the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, get benefits, move your way up the corporate ladder. Really, that is post World War Two uh, era. So, yeah. sort of last fifty, call the last fifty, sixty years, which is relatively new, you know. Um, yeah. So, and now it's now we're seeing a shift backwards because of the the mistakes, you know, the the stock market has made in the last fifty years. People have been burnt and said, "Screw this! I need to go take control of my life again." Back to a, mm-hmm. a, a pre World War Two. So, very interesting tidbit uh, just before we, we end the show here. Uh, what is the most influential tool in your business? And when I say tool, I mean either software or hardware related that you use on a daily basis yeah i like slack and for mm. folks that don't know it's a uh, it's chat now it could be external but mainly for internal so it's one-on-one it's also for teams that's that it also brings an external party so what i like about it so much uh you know i said it, it's and it's not like the old style sort of chat things where you're kind of just, you know, having long strings. It's more, it forces folks, um, I'd say, consolidate your ass going back and forth. Uh, but then you can also memorialize things also. And we also have it built in. So all of our, particularly when it's external, say if an incoming sales call comes in, all of that ties back into the HubSpot contact. So you are saving a fair amount of time, uh, you know, with that. Yeah, no, I, I use Slack on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It's it's great to communicate. It's it's a great way to have different projects set up so you don't have to like ruffle through exactly. emails. Like, what was that? What was that one email that you did? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's right on the Slack channel. So, you know, I love it. Love that stuff. Uh, Dan, in one sentence, uh, what has been the biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from that failure? Don't, uh, I didn't trust my gut. And what I learned from it is, yeah, I'd say listen to your gut. And if I can have a second, it's don't listen to your ego or don't, you know, don't play up to that. And, you know, basically a net effect, uh, I feel of not listening to my 
uh, you know, may have, I'd say at least put me on a pause for maybe three years on being a full out sort of entrepreneur. Yeah, no, that's completely true. Gut, you know, ego is huge, right? People, yeah, ego gets in the way of everything, and that can cause um, from you know business growth to personal development growth to relationship growth. It just really is can be problematic, and if you don't know how to check it, mm-hmm. uh, you can be on a road to failure. So very very quickly, um, mate. Last question is: Where can people reach you to continue the conversation? They want to find out more about Rocket Dollar. They want to get signed mm-hmm. up. Where do they go? Yeah. So. Uh, rocketdollar.com slash wildhorn is where you can go to visit more and that'll even take you to our knowledge base FAQ, which, uh, you know, has tremendous insights. Uh, you can directly my email, uh, we'd be on forever if I spelled my last name. So we'll keep it simple. Dan D a N at rocketdollar.com. Uh, and then for folks, you know, that have been kind enough to listen through, uh, and if it makes sense for you or your colleagues to sign up, uh, for either the SDIRA checkbook control or the checkbook control solo 401k enter wildhorn19 as the year 19 all caps wildhorn19 for $100 off your rocket dollar account that's awesome and for those folks out there listening wildhorn being uh, my investment company my arm or my investment company uh, that's w-i-l-d-h-o-r-n wild and then horn like a trumpet but one word and uh, yeah, check it out. It's, it's really awesome. Um, Dan, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of today to, to drop by. Uh, just a bit of summarizing of what I took away from today's show, I think is really the evolution of understanding self-directed IRAs. We've had a few folks on this show in the past talking about self-directed IRAs. A lot of people know about it and un- unlocking the money that they may not understand that they have available to them. Um, but sometimes it can become cumbersome and there's so many hoops. And I know from a, an operator's point of view, just seeing the outward facing questions that clients from different custodians to different custodians have about using their own money to invest in different deals can become overwhelming. And I think Rocket Dollar is definitely the way of the future, systemizing it, uh, making it more millennial friendly if we, we talk about you know one click of a button and, and really getting away from all that red tape, uh, which you know has been surrounded and a bit, bit of a bad name for, for the self-directed IRA space uh, because there is a lot of money in there and it's, it's understanding how to unlock that money both from you know the industry-wide standard, but also from a personal point of view. You might, you know, people listening to this show right now might not understand that they have a you know, 401k or $50,000 sitting in a 401k and they can roll that over into a solo 401k or a Roth IRA and and, and get it started investing today for the long term. Um, so so did it leave anything out? Hey, you're perfect. Uh, I'm hiring, buddy, so bring on board. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you don't know if you can afford me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but, um, but look, I want to thank you again for, for taking some time out of the day and uh, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up soon. Awesome, brother. Thanks so much. Take care, y'all. Well, there you have another uh, great, another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible advice and actionable steps about using your 401k. Please do jump over to rocketdollar.com. Check out everything Dan has got going on over there. I think it's really, really cool. And I can tell you as an operator, those investors out there wanting to invest in, de- in my deals or other people's operators' deals, you know, the, the cumbersome of jumping through all the hoops and the paperwork is overwhelming. And so if you can find a solution like Rocket Dollar to streamline the process and make it so you're not getting feed to the wazoo uh, and use your money how it is intended, definitely check them out. Well, I want to thank you again for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ because that is what we're all about here on this show. And we're going to do it all again next week. So be bold, be brave, and remember, go give life a crack.